Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So this event took place on a local hiking trail that I wasn't too fond of. I won't name the trail itself for privacy reasons, but... I will say that it's here in Southern Cali. I went with two friends, and for the sake of their privacy too, their names for this story will be Jaslyn and Vivian. So this trail is a 40-minute drive away from our hometown, and this was unplanned like most of our hikes were and destinations too. We arrived approximately at 6pm, and we were all aware that the time that we finished up the trail, it was going to be dark. But we start walking and we've been walking for about 20 minutes and this guy with a pretty large stick passes by and tells us to be very careful because of the snakes being present. Just by the look on his face, it looked like he was pretty petrified too. Now, I normally run into rattlesnakes on hikes and yes, they tend to look a bit scary, but just give them their space and they'll leave you alone. I didn't acknowledge much of what he said, but he hands me the stick that he was holding and I give it to Jaslyn. Normally I would have just thrown it away, but for some reason I told Jaslyn just to keep it. The whole situation was a little bit weird for me, and telling her was also weird to hold onto the stick like that, but I just ignored the weird thoughts and we just kept going. After walking for an additional 10 minutes, we run into this couple, and normally we greet people on the way up and down the hill, and the couple asked us if we had flashlights, and we replied with yes. That's when I asked them too how far away we were from the springs, and the man said that it's about another 25 minutes away. We part ways from them and proceed to walk. At this point, the sun has finally set and it's beginning to get dark. Jaslyn bought her taser, a light and hairspray. Vivian brought her flashlight and we had a pretty decent view thanks to the light provided. But this is when things begin to go south. We're literally only five minutes away from reaching the springs, and as soon as we step one foot closer, an adult rattlesnake almost falls onto Jaslyn's head. It slithers away pretty fast, but strangely enough, the entire environment just started to feel ominous all of a sudden. Jaslyn and Vivi were also feeling the same way. I am usually the friend who perennially likes to brush off any thought of fear or negativity. 
I just don't like to automatically jump to conclusions. But now, I was feeling weird, I must admit. Jaslyn, on the other hand, gets a little frightened when anything scary happens. And yes, that includes running into animals like snakes. As far as I know, Vivi hasn't really experienced anything terrifying or just an event in particular that makes one genuinely feel fear, that is. But given the situation and the ominous feeling and it being completely dark by now, we decide that it's probably best to just head back. To give a better idea to on how steep it was going downhill, it was dangerous to the point where one wrong step can make you fall off the cliff or slip and get badly injured. Even trying to run during the day is a really big risk. The paths were really narrow and we had to walk behind each other. But fast forward 10 minutes since we've been walking and we reach one part of the trail that is the steepest. Naturally, I'm used to power walking fast, going along with the flow. Vivi was pacing herself going a little slower and Jaslyn stayed in the middle. I start moving the taser's mini flashlight and all of a sudden see a blurry figure standing in the corner of the trail. I begin to slow down but I wasn't going too fast to begin with. I had stopped right in front of it and this is when I noticed that Jaslyn and Vivi were left a little bit behind. I moved the flashlight up towards the figure's face and... It revealed this putrid-looking guy. It looked like he hadn't showered in months, and man, did it scare the heck out of me. I greeted the man in sarcasm, hoping to get a bit of feedback from this guy, but nothing. No response whatsoever. He just stares at me with this deranged blank expression. At the time, he really made me feel unsettled. He looked high on something for sure, and... I know for a fact that it wasn't weed. Jaslyn and Vivi get closer and that's when I hear Vivi jokingly say, I'm surprised you didn't tase him. Even after hearing that, still no response from this guy though. This is when I began to look at him from head to toe just to see if he has a weapon of some sort. The entire time he had one hand in his pants and the other outside. But this is when I finally noticed that he was wearing black gloves. To give a description on how the man looked too, he had really long greasy hair, really dirty pants with bleach stains all over it I think, a big oversized hoodie and a ripped beanie, and to top it all off, he also didn't have a flashlight. It was at least 8.30pm now and there was just no way that he could see and walk around the dark with no light like that especially since his trail is almost impossible to walk around at night. And obviously, every single red flag possible started going off in my head. My unsettling feeling starts to rise and I'm pretty sure at this point, the man can see the fear all over my face. This is also when Jaslyn tells me in Spanish that she's more afraid of this guy than the snakes. I told her to stay quiet and turn off the music. She'd had music playing softly the whole time back. But this is exactly the point when Jaslyn and I began to run. I didn't really notice that Vivi was left behind too, but I just kept running. I was too scared to process the eerie encounter. Vivi gets a little freaked out and Jaslyn and I had to calm her down. I started to lose a little bit of patience when she wanted to stop and stand for a few minutes, but... She was just in complete denial and refused to believe that this guy was much of a threat. 
I couldn't bear standing around too, so I began to walk quickly. Luckily, Jaslyn managed to convince Vivi to move forward too, but the rest of the hike, luckily for us, was okay, besides the occasional slipping and tripping. And once we got back to the car, we pretty much all set it. That guy, he definitely gave off those serial killer vibes, if that's a thing. Anyway, after that incident, I pretty much promised to myself that I would never, ever return there at night, ever again. Just recently, about five months ago, my family moved into the house we're in right now after doing renovations on it for like two to three years straight. The house is in a low middle class neighborhood and needed a lot of work. After finally finishing it, we moved in ASAP and we got settled. It's very cozy and the neighbors are super nice too, so that's good. However, after about a week or two of just being in the house, at about 5 in the morning I woke up and decided to get a glass of water before getting ready for school. And to my surprise, I looked out of the kitchen window into the front yard and saw a man walking back and forth under the streetlight. Creepy as hell, yeah, but after only a few seconds of watching him, he looked up and continued down the road. I didn't think much of it at this point, may have been just someone walking home or another location, so I dropped it, didn't tell my parents or friends pretty much anything. Fast forward to the end of June, I woke up at about um, 3 in the morning I think it was, to my dogs going absolutely ballistic. I scrambled to get them to calm down since I didn't want my dad or mum waking up and getting mad about it. However, I looked out the window and noticed the same dude just standing there under the streetlight, staring at or into our house. This unnerved me greatly and I turned the lights on and almost immediately the dude walked away. My dogs finally chilled out and I woke my dad up and I told him about it this time. My dad didn't seem to really worry too much about it and told me to tell him if I saw him again. I agreed to this and I just went back to bed. About a week ago, I was unloading a storage unit pod in our backyard. I was home alone and it was rather late. I wanted to retrieve my guitar case before I lent my guitar to my friend. My dog started barking like crazy again and I immediately went to check out what they were barking at. And lo and behold, there that dude was again, in the same spot, staring at or into a house again. Now, I had three choices at this point. Call the cops, call my dad, or be a tough guy. My dumbass chose option C. I grabbed a baseball bat from my room and I just walked outside. And the moment that I opened the door, he began to walk away. I screamed at him, hey, get back here. And in response, he just ran. But once my folks got home, I got a major earful and rightly so, I suppose. But my dad and mum called the cops and the cops did the best that they could with what little that we had. They simply told us to call again if anything else happened and then they went their way. But last night though, I was getting home with my dad, mum and sister after a night with some family friends. And as we pulled up to our driveway, there he was. But this time, he was in our yard. The moment that the headlights shined on him, he ran down the road. My dad cursed, parked the car, got out with his gun and stared at the guy as he just ran away. My sister, mum and I went inside immediately to call the cops 
We don't know what happened after we went inside, but according to my dad, the man turned around and stared back at him for a while before just running off again. I don't know if this guy will be back and how long he's been doing this for. I really hope that nothing spirals out of control, but I'm not so sure that this is over yet. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm a girl and my mom was a horrible addict. She barely took care of me as a kid, in fact. And at the time of this incident, I was around six or seven or so. So my awareness and understanding of things happening may not totally make much sense. But this also happened in the 90s. So one night... My mother and I were on a car ride. I wasn't sure why we were driving, but it was late at night. I'm not sure what time it was, but I assume it was really late because there weren't many cars on the street and I was sleeping in the back seat. I don't even remember getting in the car, but my mum drove up to some sketchy house and left me in the car for what felt like forever. And suddenly, the car door swung open and someone violently grabbed me by my arm, yanked me out of it. I started screaming and crying until the man that grabbed me looked me in the eyes and said, Be quiet and don't try to run or I'll kill you. He had a scruffy beard and looked like, honestly, a madman. I was scared to death, so I just listened. Then he held me tight by my arm, shut the car door and walked with me down the street. I looked back at the house that my mum was in, hoping that my mum would come out at the last second and save me. I looked at the house as long as I could as the man dragged me further and further away. As we walked down the street, I wanted to cry, but I was in shock and in fear. I didn't know what to do. If I sniffed or cried, the man would just tighten his grip and yell at me. I can't even explain just how scared and confused I was. We walked for a little while and ended up in the projects. The projects were a bunch of buildings crammed together in a really crappy neighborhood. We walked into one of the buildings and walked up a flight of stairs. My legs and feet hurt like hell, but I was too scared to stop moving or complain. We walked up another flight of stairs when I saw some random guy smoking a cigarette in the stairway. Then, without warning, the guy that kidnapped me just fell to the ground. I didn't know how the kidnapper fell to the ground so fast, but the next thing that I remember is the cigarette guy just punching and kicking the kidnapper in his head and face. The kidnapper was out cold. Cigarette guy picked up the kidnapper by the back of his jacket and threw him down the stairs. You have no idea how scary and violent it is to see an unconscious man fall down the stairs like that. 
To this day, I still have a fear of falling downstairs, and he just bled everywhere. I still have no idea too how Cigarette Guy knew to help me, but I'm sure glad that he did. Maybe he could see tears in my eyes, or maybe he just picked up on something and had a bad vibe, but he acted instantly. The first second that he could, he attacked my would-be kidnapper, and Cigarette Guy starts pacing back and forth, swearing at himself, gritting his teeth and clenching his fists. I thought that he was mad at me, so I started to cry. He looked at me and said, okay, okay, shut up. He had a terrible attitude as well, so I listened to him out of fear. I wasn't as scared of Cigarette Guy as much as the bearded guy, but I was still in fear of him. He started to ask me questions with an attitude like, why are you out this late? Where are your parents? Why would you talk to strangers? I was just in so much shock and confusion that I couldn't answer the man's questions correctly. He asked if I knew my way home and I told him that I didn't. I told him a broken story about what happened and somehow with the information that I gave him, he knew where my mum's car was. The only thing that I remember about the road is passing a house with Christmas lights on it, despite Christmas already being over. I think that he knew the area well enough and figured out where I needed to go from that information, but I honestly don't even remember telling him about the Christmas lights. Anyways, he told me that he would take me back if I promised over and over that I wouldn't tell the police that I saw him or anyone that looked like him, and made me promise that I wouldn't even tell the police anything. Again, it was pretty scary, so I didn't care what he asked me to do. I just wanted to go back to my mum, so I agreed. I followed him down the stairs, and the bearded guy was still laying on the ground, bleeding at the bottom of him. He wasn't moving at all, and for all I know, he may have even been dead. These days, I now hope that he was. Cigarette guy stepped over the bearded guy, and I followed. We walked outside, and cigarette guy looked around panically, I remember him telling me too that the police don't like me. Well, we walked out of the projects and my feet still hurt. Cigarette guy was walking fast in a panic and I had to basically jog to keep up with him. I started crying and he asked what was wrong and I told him that my feet hurt and I remember him sucking his teeth and picking me up with an attitude. He awkwardly cradled me in both arms. He walked down the road for a moment and then I remember him swearing and running behind a house or a building. A cop car was driving down the road. He put me down and told me to run to the police car. I tried to run, but my legs could barely move, and honestly, I was scared. The cop car kept driving and rode away without seeing me before I could even get remotely close to it. He kept swearing to himself as he picked me up again and ran down the street. He took me behind a lot of houses and hid from every cop car that drove by. I assume now that the police were looking for me. He carried me in both arms running fast down the road when I saw my mum at her car in the distance. She was surrounded by police and cigarette guy put me down and told me to run over there. I got so excited that the pain in my legs just disappeared and he put me down and I just ran. I ran towards the police and my mum and my mum picked me up and she hugged me tightly. The police started to ask me and my mum questions and... I don't remember too much about their questions, but I remember my mum telling the police some convoluted story that just didn't make any sense. She basically told me not to say anything, and I didn't say much, but I cried a whole bunch. And then we went home. Days later, my dad picked me up and knew something was wrong. I told him everything, and after that, I never lived with my mum again.
When I grew up and had time to think about that day, I never did forgive my mother. Not too long ago too, I asked my dad about what he remembers about the situation and told me what he thinks happened from what I explained to him from years ago. He said that my mum was on a drug binge, I got kidnapped, someone saved me but the person that saved me had warrants and wasn't mad at me, he was just frustrated with the situation that he had to deal with. Imagine being a criminal on the run and now having a kidnapped girl with you and you just beat a guy up half to death. If he would have gotten caught with me, he could have easily gone to jail for my kidnapping. But with my mum lying and me being in shock and confused, I wouldn't be able to tell them that the man helped me because while it was all happening, I didn't even notice that he was helping me. But to the man that saved me that night, I owe you a very big thank you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So to start, I'm a 23-year-old, at the time of this story, 19, 5'5", fat girl from England, and my weight and country come into play later. So I used to walk my dog at night, until this experience at least, but the kind where you can make out a fair bit, but not perfectly. A disclaimer of that area is like a middle-of-nowhere village, everyone knows each other, strangers or visitors are always spotted, all that stuff. A fair few of my neighbours walk late too, and the neighbour that I would meet most, who was always going out, was about 6'3", heavily tattooed, 46-year-old man with two very unfriendly big dogs, one Mastiff and one German Shepherd. We were great friends too, and still are, and the only other dog that his wouldn't attack was actually mine, so I had no worries at that late hour because he was normally just a shout away. The night that I bumped into him, though, was just ending his walk, which had happened a couple of times. No big deal and no worries. I'm around half an hour into my 45-minute walk anyway, in the woods, earphones with music playing and just checking my phone for what song to play next, when I notice my dog is looking up as if he can see something. I assume that it's just another neighbor, a fox or a deer maybe. My dog doesn't chase anything, so it was normal that he didn't run after any animal. I looked up calmly to see a strange man standing around 20 to 25 feet away from me holding a rifle. No dog. It wasn't hunting season and this is England so getting a gun unless you're a farmer let alone a rifle is pretty difficult. He looked shocked but angry to see me there and at this point I remember my head torches on and he turns to look at me. He angles his face to me and... I knew that I couldn't turn around or run since I'm very out of shape, more so then, so I just carry on walking. As we go past, my dog gives a wide berth, which is unusual since he's so friendly and loves literally everyone and everything. When I was level with him too, he just shuffled and said, evening, and I responded with the usual good evening and speed walk out of there. I looked back over my shoulder as I was about to leave the woods and... I saw that he hadn't moved, just stood looking at me. 
I never walked alone at night again after that too. This freaked me out so much too because it has never happened and never happened again either. And any hunting near me has to be done in a certain area at a certain time of year. He could have been hunting I suppose but I'm sure that I would have heard a gun go off at some point since sound travels and I can hear bird scarers in other fields through my earphones. For context too, I didn't walk with my neighbour a lot because he was inconsistent with times due to work and it had been safe with no issues for three years before this. But what that guy was doing there at that time of night in the forest with a rifle when he just shouldn't have been is a complete mystery to me. I always believed in the supernatural, ever since I was a kid in fact. I would binge watch paranormal shows, read countless books about urban legends and ghost stories and I would spend hours online reading people's supernatural experiences and videos that they captured on tape based on their experiences. I for one never thought that I would have stories to tell about the other side until I looked back at my childhood and realized that there's always been something lurking behind me that I never figured out until just now. You see, for a while now, I felt like something had been following me, or more like attached to me, I suppose. Like hovering above me wherever I am. In fact, as I'm typing this, I'm actually getting a little bit anxious. I would tell my sisters things too that I thought that I saw or heard, and she would just say that it's all in my head, but I just never felt like I dreamt them up. There were so many experiences too that I've had that just felt too real to make it up. Like the time that I was a kid sleeping in my mum's bed and all of a sudden my legs got grabbed and I was dragged a bit out of the bed. It hasn't happened in years though, but still. I've heard about people being attached to the supernatural from either ghosts or even creatures that you would only find in horror movies. I sometimes feel like that's me. That there's something always with me and that I'm just never really alone. I have some stories too that I feel like is evidence, for me at least, proving that my theory is probably true, but also to share my stories to other people who quite possibly have had the same things happen to them. So maybe I won't sound crazy. But one of these stories happened a few months ago, probably around July I think. Ever since I moved away from home, I've been renting this small apartment with one of my sister's co-workers. We don't really get along, however, and I don't feel comfortable here. I've just been having problems sleeping in my own room. I think it's just because of my old home I would sleep with the TV on, so it helped me sleep a lot more easily. So living in a new place with no TV in my room has probably just made it harder for me to sleep. And so, I've started to sleep on my living room couch, despite my roommate being totally against it. I put on paranormal videos or TV shows on so that I can listen until I fall asleep, so it wasn't usual for me to watch something scary to help me sleep or anything. One particular day though, I think it was my day off, so I was still sleeping till noon. I would wake up sometimes and just go back to sleep because I just kept having these really weird dreams. And then I woke up from somebody's voice and it sounded like my roommate who said, hey, are you okay? Still sleepy, I called out his name but I didn't get a response. I turned my head to the left where the coffee table was and I could see someone sitting there right in front of me. I could make out somebody's leg in a sort of sitting position but not their face. 
In my dreamlike state, I assumed it was just my roommate, so I reached out to them and started to hit them lightly on their arm. And it felt real because I could feel them and I could clearly, even in my sleepy state, see them right in front of me. I was saying their name over and over again, but they just never responded. When all of a sudden, their appearance just changed. It wasn't my roommate, it was somebody else. They looked like a woman with a grey dress and their hair was long past their shoulders and it was such a dark shade of black that it was weird. Still, I couldn't make out the fade but I felt their eyes were just staring at me. I kept saying my roommate's name like I was in a trance and then just poof. I opened my eyes and my hand was still in a hitting motion but there was nobody there. I thought that maybe he just walked away, but when I called out to him and asked him if he was in his room, he said that he was there the whole time. I asked him if he called out to me, and he said that he never did and didn't know what I was talking about. But I swear to you that I felt someone there with me. I felt them. It was like a dream, but it wasn't at the same time. My eyes were so heavy that I couldn't open them to get a better look at what I saw, no matter how much I tried. I only got them opened at the last minute and what I saw was just gone. I still think about this from time to time and I've even told my roommate and my sister too but they believed it was just a dream even though I told them that my hand was still in emotion like I was still hitting a person. And who knows, maybe it was just a dream but the thing is is that the lady that I saw, I think that I've seen her before at my old home. I'll admit that this is probably the first time that I've seen her in person and got to interact with her. I still sleep in the living room too and I haven't had that happen again but I still feel like I'm not alone in there and like I'm being watched. These days I've been keeping the lights on to help me sleep since my roommate took the TV. I still don't think I dreamt it up but maybe someone out there can give me some sort of an explanation about this whole experience. It's pretty creepy to say the least, but I also find it interesting that something like that happened to me. Anyways, any explanations or theories in the comments would be greatly appreciated. And I'll write again if anything else happens. Thanks. My mum and dad are separated and I currently live with my mum, sister and my two dogs. I woke up three days ago at around 9am. I was going to go to my dad's to clean his house as he's been busy working 12 to 14 hour shifts. Despite being separated, me and him along with my sister and mum, we all get along well so I didn't mind. I get there and had to use the bathroom. I was sitting on the toilet on my phone just browsing Instagram or something when all of a sudden I heard that cliche reversed breathing sound that they use in horror movies but it was right outside the door. Then right after a wail, I freaked out and cleaned fast and I just left ASAP. It was so close too that it sounded like it was right in front of me, behind the door. Later that night too, I got home from work, made two drinks and two grilled cheese sandwiches. I realized that it was too much for me so I went to my mum's room upstairs to offer her some. She said that she was okay so I said goodnight to her and my dogs but later that night I thought that she was still up so I decided to go and chat with her a bit but she was asleep. I ended up going to my room and I played some Overwatch. I ran an hour into playing at about 12.30 is when it happened. 
I was just playing around and I was doing pretty well, but before I go into what I want to say, the volume in the TV was low as I didn't want to wake anyone up, but I still wanted to hear the game. My fan was on and it wasn't loud as it was on the lower setting. I was still playing, focused on the game, but I had this overwhelming sense that something was watching me from the window to my left, which I can see all from our backyard from, and it was not the first time that I had this feeling too. A few minutes go by and I try to ignore the feeling, eventually forgetting about it, more focused on my game instead. All is well until about three minutes later when I hear my mum's voice yell my name in what sounded like a panicked or scared voice, similar to when my dogs fight and I have to separate them or similar to when she's scared of something. She also is sick pretty often and her new medication could have some side effects. The voice came from the direction of my window and was not as loud like she was in the backyard or something. Now, due to the previous reason explained, before I quickly dropped the controller and got out, I feared my mum was having a reaction to the medicine or maybe one of my dogs ran out. I headed towards the window to go and see, but suddenly some strange fearful instinct just overcame me. Something in me just said, don't do it, don't look out the window, don't go near it. Something in me knew that whatever the hell that was outside was not my mother. Suddenly, I pulled away and closed the blinds without looming in fear. I sat back in bed and realized that I was still in the game. I texted my sister and asked if she was up but got no reply, and I didn't text my mum because I was kind of afraid after that. But the game was still on, so I played it a bit to take the edge off of what had just happened. But while playing, I got a bit more clarity as to why it was not my mum outside though. I got some realizations about some stuff and something just wasn't making sense. And here are the reasons that it was definitely not her. So first off, there is just no possible way that my mum can go downstairs without me seeing her go. All of our rooms are next to each other's. Mum's is on the right from mine and my sister's in the left. If she went down, I'd be able to see her since my room's door is right in the front of the stairs to go downstairs. I would have been able to see her turn on the light and hear the stairs creak as she went down too. Secondly, my dogs follow her everywhere and they're extremely protective of my mum and go with her whenever she goes in the house and wherever she goes. If not following her, they sit somewhere near but, but I would have heard them bark and make noise walking or hear the jingle of their collars or something. If she was downstairs, they definitely would have been barking at something. Or if it was my mum yelling my name on fear or pain from medication, they'd be barking to alert me and my sister as well. But again, none of that happened. And lastly, we have cameras inside the house as well. They're night vision and motion sensitive too, so every time there's movement, it captures it. But due to it being connected to an app on all of our phones, it sends us a notification and plays the recording too. And that didn't happen. I finally gathered the courage to get up and use the bathroom, along with stop by her room as it's next to it. After using the bathroom, I called her name. No reply. I slowly twist the doorknob and it was locked. I pressed my ear to the door and could hear my dog run to the door alerted. She sniffed under the door and panted in excitement when she realized that it was me. She stuck her paw out and I patted as she licked my finger, which meant that they were definitely inside. I continued listening and eventually I heard my mum breathing, sound asleep. The medication also helps her sleep, so she was definitely sound asleep. And honestly guys, 
I have no idea what the hell was in my backyard. I don't know why it mimicked my mum's voice so well too, but my instincts, as soon as I knew it wasn't my real mum, said a lot. It really just didn't feel right. This isn't the first time too that I've heard a voice and have it not be her. I've heard it at my dad's house while me and my dogs were alone, after her and my dad went out to buy groceries for his house and ours. That time, however, it called my dog's name from my dad's room. His apartment is pretty small. You walk in and it's the kitchen and on the left is the balcony and straight ahead is the living room and then a small intersection that is the bathroom to the left and his room to the right. I was on the couch and my dog Mia was on the other one in front of the room while my smallest Bella was next to me. We all definitely heard my mum's voice call out Mia and my dog instantly looked up towards my dad's room and turned her head to the side like dogs do when they're curious or confused. She then looked back at me, her eyes a bit wide, and gave me a very confused look. I really don't know what's going on, and I don't know what it is, and I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't scared a bit. If you guys have any suggestions or help, I would really appreciate it. Feel free to comment below and let me know if you're comfortable with it. I really want to find a solution and just make this stop. Any help is greatly appreciated. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.